Well, hi, guys. Welcome to another Casual Convo. As you know, with our Casual Convos, it's all off the cuff. Uh, there is no scripting. There is no editing. can be a bit dangerous, but we'll see how we go. Um, today, I'm really excited, and I know I say that every time, but it is exciting each time, uh, to have with me Jen Pollock from the North Shore Rowing Club up in uh, sunny New South Wales. Um, Jen's a uh, well-versed and well-seasoned coxswain. Um, thanks for joining me, Jen. My absolute pleasure, Guy. It's this could be dangerous, couldn't it? Two coxswains talking about rowing. We we might end up going in a tangent that <laughs> might uh, might rattle a few feathers of those uh, that sit in the boat that think we do nothing. But that's uh, exactly let's... right. We'll, we'll just be careful and mature, shall we, with how we approach it? Well, mature could be a problem. Um, <laughs> you don't know me overly well. We've only communicated a little bit, but I've never been called mature in my life. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, firstly, tell me uh, it must be a hell of a challenge coxing up around the. Um, the harbour and so forth where you're uh, where you operate out of um yeah it can be like i first started um i started learning to row at mossman where there's nothing there's no boats there's no poles there's no nothing it's dead straight and that was awesome and i was asked to go to north shore and i stood on the deck and went there are fifty-five thousand boats so i can see 10 poles from where i am <laughs> and it bends everywhere so i walked away actually the first time and said yeah no i don't think this is for me this looks way too hard and then because I had some really good mates there, I decided to go back and give it another go. And it's definitely something that you take quite a long time to get used to because there's also some very shallow water and you can yeah. very easily beach boat if you're not careful, depending on the tide. So there's lots that can happen, but it's a little bit like hottie. When you have the North Shore head, it gives you a great home advantage because yeah. there's huge tidal flows and stuff as well. So yeah, yeah it's good. Um, Sorry, just to interrupt, Jen, for those yep. that don't know, Hottie was head of the Yarrow, which we had a few weeks ago, and that's where yep. I first connected with Jen, who came down and comes from the open expanse to uh, challenge the Yarrow. I, I admire all the interstate coxswains, and most of them are interstate coxswains. I don't know how yep. the hell they do it. It's hard enough for us uh, locals. <laughs> so, oh, sorry I to interrupt we, you. But... I, think, um, I think interstate coxswains should probably learn that you don't need to barge and have an accident to prove you're a good coxswain on Hottie. You probably should actually stay out of that. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't think you need to be in the state to know that. That one's a bit of common <laughs> sense, I would have thought, you know. And and the thing, just on that, um, is I, I I just take the whole sport aspect of, of rowing in, yeah. in interest, not just the coxswain side. And I think there's this big uh, mindset that if you have a bit of a setback, and that could be a crab in a 1K race, it could be yeah. uh, hitting the bank in the head of the arrow, and, and you think that it's all over. And, and that's not true. There's enough evidence through all sorts of sport and running in particular, track running and so forth, where people have had a bit of a hurdle and a bit of a bit of a hiccup and um, the adrenaline kicks in and the bounce back is always greater. Um, so, you know, it's not it's not that big a deal. You don't need to fight your way through traffic and cause trouble and damage and, and risk yep. injury. Yep, absolutely. And, and you never know, like I say to my guys, I primarily cox a men's date, um, normally competing in F to G. Yep. category but also some ladies um cox some ladies boats which is very different but you know i say to the guys it's never over till the last stroke it's, it's yeah. never over you just don't know what's going to happen till you're actually over the line and you hear the hooter and even yeah. after that like there was one year at hottie we thought we came third and about two months later we found out we came second because oh. there was an age discrepancy so i thought well you know oh. even a couple of months later we found out we came second yeah so, yeah <laughs> it is, always it is got a great a race though isn't it we, we oh. love that one obviously as coxswains that's just oh. one of your stuff that you really do do yeah. add value on that on that Jen not head of the Yarra but on on coxing in general 
Um, where do you see uh, where the coxswain adds the most value in a boat in a standard 1K or, well, I won't say 2K, we don't really do that, but in a standard 1K race, where do you see us adding the most value? I, I actually think Masters Rowing is about EQ, emotional intelligence. I and and I need to know, so like my boys, and if they hear this, they'll probably get cross, but I think I understand what motivates every single one of them and it's yep. different. Yep. And I also know what motivates them as a crew. Yep. So you use that and then you look at your competition. So obviously the stroke and I work really closely together and we know exactly what competition we're up to, where we think we're going to come and what we think we're going to do. And a 1K Masters race now is a sprint, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. just start yeah. off fast and yeah. you aim you to... You hold in as long as you can and then push exactly to the end. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. And then you drop your splits. Yeah. So having belief in me that I can actually give them what they need to win. And the girls actually say that. They go, we love having you because we win when we've got you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's not because I'm better than any yeah. other coxswain, and I'm sure I'm not. But they have this belief that I'm going to do whatever needs to happen for me to win. Yep such such an important factor yeah. is is the belief because if the trust and the belief yeah. isn't there and that goes to the rowers amongst them as well if it's not yeah. there you're never going to be a, a crew you're never going to be <laughs> you'll be you'll be nine people out on the water or five or whatever it is yeah. but you're never going to be a crew without trust and belief amongst everyone everyone having their go uh, i mean you, you you comment on the stroke and, and yourself i mean that is obviously the ultimate relationship within yeah. within a within a boat without yeah. a shadow of a doubt and the knowledge of, of what, what you've all got in mind. Um, but I, I did like what you said there about you understand the, the EQ, that's that's the, that's the best, I love that term in everything in life, to be honest. But yeah. um, that that's such an important thing with rowing because you do, especially in an eight, you will have eight different personalities. Absolutely. You know? And you'll have eight different motivations. Um, but I'm, I'm of the view, you've got to cater to the crew um, you will have one or two maybe that might be in disagreement, but you've still got to push forward trying to take that on board, but you can't let the whole thing slide because of that. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges I find. Yeah, I agree. So we actually work hard on and off the water because I have a boat of nine type A personalities because I'm one as well. Oh, yeah. um, we, we're all very driven. Like I've got yep. some very talented specialist surgeons in the boat, lawyers, yep. you know, CEOs, super smart IT people. I love that, yeah. Yep. So we need to row as one. And, and when, I, when I'm calling stuff out, I'll sometimes call something out and they go, but that's the way I always row and I went. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But I'm calling out what I'm seeing that's different. And if we're going to be successful, we need to be absolutely working as one. So I, when I call something out, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I'm seeing something that's different to what's yeah, happening yeah. in the rest of the boat. And, and in a master's race, if we slow down by a second, that'll be between first and fourth. Yeah. So you can't afford to have anything that's not totally in sync. And, and that's in goals and objectives as well as, as our actual rowing technique. Because our guys row from, you know, the height, like the stroke is tiny, fits into my size eight pants. <laughs> And because uh, he forgot his one day when it was raining, it was actually in Hottie and it was raining. And I went, here, wear my tracksuit pants. And he got into them. And sure enough, they worked. Yeah, they fit it. <laughs> and, and then the guys in, you know, like um, 6543, a 6 foot 3 and about 80 kilos. So yeah, yeah. their reach is different. It's, it's, it's quite a challenge to get your timing right. But we yeah. managed to do it. But this is shared vision and we all share what we commit to. I think obviously too, when you're talking about and and the careers you're 
determining there. They're all obviously high achievers and as you said, A-type personalities. So when you're dealing with uh, higher achievers, you, you do, they will rationalize. They'll, yep. they'll go, I don't agree with that. Oh, hang on. Okay. Yeah, that makes a bit of sense, you know. Um, yep. and, and I mean, you, you said that, I love what you just a moment ago about, uh, oh, but we always did it that way. Well, if you always did it that way, and you're not going to progress, are you? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's, exactly a right. simple, yeah. that's a pretty yeah. simple thing. But um, there is that mindset. And I think the number one thing through sport, again, in general, and I keep digressing because my main sport's triathlon, as you may or may yeah, not know. Yeah, but, I do yeah, know. Yes. Um, yeah, if you keep doing the same thing you do every time, well, nothing's going to change. So what's mm -hmm. the point in, in doing it? And I think coxing has a bit of that. And I think you'd, you yeah. take risks during the course of a race. Um, yep. You know, the, the stock standard race plan. Oh, hang on, that's gone. That's gone at the 300 yep. meter mark. Forget that. We're, we're here to win this. We're not here to do that. Yep. Um, and, and that's where you just got to get get the guys again. As, as what we're saying all along is 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 the belief to trust what you're doing, that, that you're making those calls. And they might be a bit radical and they might not be what you've traditionally done. But that's mm -hmm. what makes the difference between the, the, the good race and the bad race, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I remember when, um, so I've only been coxing for about 10 years. I didn't cox at school. My son rode for, or coxed for Newington and I kind of oh, yeah. picked it up after that because I quite yep. liked it. Yep. And I'd only been coxing a couple of years and I was in a boat with an amazing stroke, lady stroke from North Shore. Yep. And we were going really badly. And you know, as a coxswain at the 250, you go, well, this is where I wanted to be. Or yeah, this is not quite what I wanted yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, what am I going to do after the first 20? Do I need to push? Like, this isn't working. What am I going to do to fix it? Yep. So I made the, a couple of the standard calls like sharpen the catches, you know, hold the finishes a bit yep. longer. And I'm like, well, that's getting me nowhere. And apparently I said something like, well, goodness, ladies, that's just not going to do it. Let's go. And yeah. Nikki, Nikki, the stroke just said, I just dug in and went because <laughs> yeah. he said to us that Let's and do they, it. Were, they were expecting to win. And I just said to them at about the 350 that what they were doing wasn't going to get them there. And they just put their ears back and away they went. Jeez, I tell you what, if I reckon if I pulled that on my guys at the 350, they'd throw me out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I no, I don't, I don't mean that literally. Yeah, but yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, that's that's the perfect example, isn't it? Where you've got to yeah. adapt and, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, and this is why I use this comment a lot. It's like we're up for three and a half to four minutes of discomfort. Yep. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Three and a half to four minutes of discomfort. Yep. Anyone can tolerate that. Um, just, just knuckle down and get on with it and count the strokes in your head if you have to. That's right. Well, I say to my boys, nothing hurts worse than coming second. Oh, oh yeah. And nothing hurts worse than coming second by a bow ball. Yeah. So yeah. one of my other apparently famous quotes that I don't recognise, we're in the red zone. So yeah. I was calling them up. Well, that was quite funny, Jen, considering uh, I was telling you a story at the start how I did a uh, whole podcast and forgot to press record. Um, well, for those that just... Um, I just re wondered what the hell's just happened. We got dropped out because my battery went flat. So we're starting again. No, we're not starting again. I've saved everything. Um, Jen, you were basically saying one of your other famous quotes was, and you said we're right in the red zone. That's where we were at. Yeah, so it was with my, my favourite voice crew. We called Bungie. Um, and we were in the red zone racing Sydney rowing club, which always is a challenge for us. And I didn't realize at the time, but I was told after I had already called them up twice in the 250 because we were only just making it, just holding on. And I looked across and went, I don't know what to call now. And apparently I said, unless you want silver, we need to go now. And we had about 10 strokes to go. And we went across the line and I ran upstairs because I'm also a BRO in New South Wales at the oh, yeah, end of the day yeah. and looked at the picture, at the image. It was less than a bow ball that yeah, we won by. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That was, that's, that's the call, isn't it? 
that's the call. Yeah, the boy said as soon as we had that, they went, no, we're hurting way too much to get silver. We're yeah. going for gold. I, I did I did a similar one with a, with a um, women's quad um, at the state championships last year. And I said, we've got a medal. You've got to decide what colour you want now. And that was about 150 yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It was, it's, a good, it's good, isn't it? Because that, that's enough, isn't it? Just to... Yeah. And, it, it's, and it's kind of what's in your head that comes out because both those times I was thinking it, but I didn't realise I verbalised it. And yeah, yeah. I was also privileged enough to get a coxing gig for a Perth ladies crew at, um, in Budapest in a World Masters rowing. Oh, yeah. Yep. And didn't know him for a bar of soap. It was the last race of the whole whole regatta. Yep. And my daughter was particularly upset because we were supposed to catch a train to Vienna and she thought yeah. we were going to miss it. And I said, well, I can't not cox these ladies. No. Like, no. I can't not do it. So we were down the course and, she, and they said, look, we're really tired. You know, it's the end of the regatta. The other crews are all crews from countries that are better than us, but let's see how we go. And I went, yep. all right. So we, and I never wear a zooty. I always wear just wear shorts and stuff. And yep, so same. I had this zooty on with the kangaroo on the front of it. And oh. The first 500 meters was great. And the second 500 meters, they started to catch us. And I remember saying something about being the flying kangaroo and nobody, <laughs> and I think I may have sworn, catches us. And the yep. girls just took off and we won gold at the last. Oh, how good very is that? Much. It was so awesome. Yeah. And the ladies goes, it was just you and that. And I said, well, all I could think of was the kangaroo. That's what I was looking at, this big kangaroo on the Zootie. Yeah. Gave, gave I, you the inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was cool. Yeah. It's it's. I, I um I listen to a lot of or well, watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos and stuff about people who know a great deal more than I do, which is a lot of people, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. and and I was something I was watching something last night about it was I it was a um a couple of it was a university college American university college race, and it was a couple of the coxes were mic'd up in the mm-hmm. lightweight whatever it was doesn't really matter. And one thing that sort of dawned on me as I was watching this, and I don't know, I've probably watched hundreds of thousands of the things, and it dawned on me that I thought, hang on a second, we're like the drummer of a rock band. Mm-hmm. We're, we're holding that because of the voice, utilising your voice with yeah. rating. <clears throat> by default, you can even bring them up by default. They don't even know it because they're listening to your voice and you're utilising your voice yeah. to, and they'll be working in with that. And so by default, you're bringing up their rating. I mean that's that's nothing new in that obviously, but, yeah. but I never realised, never thought of the, the the similarity between a, sort of a rock band, if you like, and and we're the ones there just holding that holding that yep. thing. It's it's not the stroke. The stroke's up the front doing his fancy stuff. We're the ones yep. at the back just controlling the, yep. the, the the thing. And I just thought that was an interesting one to think of. It makes sort of sense. Oh, I think absolutely. Like we sit back and and we see a lot and and we feel more from the well, end of the boat that we're in, absolutely. you can feel an awful yeah. lot. Yeah. And then our choice is, what are we going to do about mm. what we're seeing? And and we know what the strengths and the weaknesses of the crew are. Yep. And yep. we know what's possible and what's not and what we can ask for. Because the last thing you want to ask for is something that's not possible. That's that's not helpful. Oh, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of my calls are all to get the timing, the rhythm and the rate. And yep. you can use that absolutely. And quick like sometimes the stroke will say i want you to say this and i went no it's got more than two words in it <laughs> yeah that, yeah that's right you yeah, can only no. have two words catch and finish <laughs> like that's I, I i love the uh, i love the coaches i'm not having a crack at coaches but i love the coaches that go out and they spend the whole session talking about different things now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a i'm not a school teacher don't get me wrong but I, I imagine that there is some sort of theory as to how many things you can teach to a human being mm-hmm. in one period of time and i don't reckon it can be any more than two or three 
Um, Absolutely. So, so if yep. you're talking for an hour and a half <laughs> about different stuff, how the hell can anyone learn anything like that? It's just not possible, is it? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. and also trying to implement all that stuff, it's just going to, like I figured, just pick the most important thing to yeah. fix and fix that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, yeah. And, and don't focus on the things you can't fix. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, this is probably getting a little bit off topic, but you know, there's always this thing about we need length, we need length. Well, sometimes mm -hmm. if you've got an 80-year-old bloke, and we don't, but it, you, it's it's not physically possible. So, so why yeah. why are we saying these old terminologies that we've always been saying a bit like let's do what we always have done? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. because it's not actually going to be possible to do that. You know. <laughs> It's well, with you. I suppose it could be relative too. I don't know. Well, no, I think that's right. Like, if you want someone, and our crews are average age sixty-five to seventy-five. Yeah. So the ability to rock over is not what it was when you were twenty-three. No, no. And and, and no. there's no point in asking for it because it's not going to happen. Yet, yet we watch videos of Olympians and go, "See, that's what we yeah. need to do." Uh, yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's sure. like we'll, me watching. We'll <laughs> it's like me watching Elliot Kipchoge and going, "Well, that's how I'm meant to run." Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and if I can do 20% of that, that'll be great. <laughs> yeah, well, so, yeah. So I also talk about incremental changes. So if, if our, and yeah, sometimes you have a training row and it's basically crap. Like you yep. go out and the warm up's not good and then it just doesn't get better. Yep. And, and you're trying to figure out what to do. So I now pick, fix on the 1% or the 2%. So let's like make our, our finishes 2% stronger. Let's make our catches 1% quicker. Yep. Let's get our legs down 3% faster. And you're asking for something tiny, but if you look at the splits drop on your on your cox box, cox orb, yep. it's huge. And and you're not asking for a lot. So I, I very rarely ask for a lot unless it's an emergency check. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yep. I, I rarely ask for a lot. I'll, I'll ask for a small incremental change. And if you can do, if you can do a you know, 0.02 on the catch, 0.02 on the finish, and 0.01 in the middle, you've probably got what you need. It, it, it's um it's really interesting you say that too, read splits and so forth. I'm a big believer in passing on information. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm always especially during hard pieces, I'm always talking where the split is, what the rate is. I even mentioned distance per stroke, all mm -hmm. of that sort of stuff. Um <clears throat> there are a few people that aren't interested in that. Well, you know, if you're not interested, that's fine, but you don't have to listen. It's mm -hmm. you can tune out, but I think the vast majority are. Would you agree with that? Do people want to know that oh. information? Absolutely, and my guys ask for it. So yep. we have a consensus because some of them, like Hottie, for example, because it's so long, yeah, they want to know when they're one kilometre in, and I went, yeah. I don't think you really want to know. When <laughs> you don't want to know that, <laughs> and you probably don't want to know when you're two kilometres in. So I'll start telling you distance after Big Ben because that's mm. halfway. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing I do, if I think the crew's struggling, like we, tr even when we train, we train for splits at two or under. Yep, right, okay. So we aim yep. not to go over that unless, yep. unless we're doing, I don't know, back chops rowing or something. Really so now, I'm, now, I'm, now I'm just sort of tuning in there, two or yep. under. I think our boys have got yep. some work to do because we're about two yep. age groups below you as well. Anyway. <laughs> let's, no, no, we <laughs> aim for two. Yep. And then if we're doing a piece like 30 on, 20 off or mm. 50 or a K home, uh, and I know they're getting tired, I'll mm. call the split and say something like it's 158 i know you guys can do 156 let's yep. go early yep. legs hold them down yep. and then i'll and then when you get to 156 and i'll say awesome absolutely awesome that's great i reckon you can do 155 yeah, yeah, and great. and you'll end up coming home at like 143 yeah 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 and, that's, yes yes oh look I, I, and, I, and i think that's i mean to me um 
the number one thing is in, in rowing or any sport that has a start line and a finish line, the winner happens to be the person who gets to the finish line at the end, and that'll never change. Um, <laughs> and, and it doesn't necessarily matter how pretty it might be, the split is the key. If, if the boat is moving fast and someone's not happy about rating, well, so be it. Sorry, you're going to just get fitter. Um, yep, and, yep. You know, I mean, it's just a simple fact of the matter. And I think as well within a race, like I coxed one of the girls' crews at North Shore last year in the Nationals, I think, were in Sydney. Yep. And they knew they weren't going to win, but they'd had a really bad race before. So I just asked them what they wanted to change and where they wanted to be. And I coxed to that. And they yep. had a blinder of a race. And you would have thought they'd won gold. They were yeah. so happy. They rode out of their skins. They were two places better than they thought they were going to be. And they could not have been happier. Oh, well, they, they see that, and, and that to me is what sport is all about because mm. we, we do focus on winning. I mean, I, we all love winning, don't we? I, oh, yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah. But, but it is sport. It is meant to be fun and, and we're meant to be out there to enjoy ourselves. And, yeah. you know, and, and you, you do need to know your expectations too. You've got to be, yeah. got to be a realist. Um, yeah. I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think, I think this, this has been really interesting. I, I could probably go on forever if we just keep, <laughs> uh, keep, keep going, but um, we should wind it up because people only want to listen to podcasts for so long. I, I hear a lot, a lot of these podcasts I see that go for over an hour. I think, who's got time to listen to that stuff? That's um, right, yes. Anyway, look, Jen, really appreciate you uh, joining me today. Um, I will put this together and bang it out there, and hopefully some of the uh, youngsters especially can glean some information from it. Well, actually, before we do finish up here... Um, when when we first chatted on the phone some time ago, um, and I don't, I, I want to watch what I say here because I don't want to get either <laughs> of us in any any strife. Um, but basically, I, I you'd, you'd commented on on having a hard time with with a crew or something some time prior, and I'm like, God, I jeez, I, I feel not hard time with the crew, but going through the challenges you go through mm-hmm. as a cox because you are on your own. Uh, yep. It's you versus them. Um, and there's very few rowers that will jump on your side in, the, in, in any sort of disagreement or what yeah. have you. Um, and, and you do find yourself becoming a bit despondent with it all. Um, when I had that chat with you, I w- it was really refreshing to hear that it wasn't only me. Um, yeah. and, and why I've just remembered to bring this up is because I said, hopefully the juniors can pick something off, yeah. off this sort of podcast. What they need to really understand more than anything is that you will go through these ups and downs. Is that fair to say, Jim? We both, we, we all oh, encounter them. Absolutely. And sometimes you know yourself you didn't do the right thing. But I'll never forget, Kim Rudder is um, one of the senior coaches at our club. Yep. And I was still learning coxing and getting really frustrated. And he said, Jen, what you need to remember is a rowing coxing is like a soccer goalie. You're on show the whole yep. time. Yep. Everything you do, everything you don't do, how you're steering, the course, the calls, the whole lot. You're absolutely on show. The rowers, they can sit there and make the same mistake for 120 strokes and it'll probably be okay. Yeah. But you're yeah. on show. You're and we also show. and we also sit like, yes, I'm part of the crew, but I'm kind of outside the crew, in the yeah. crew, but separate yeah. to the crew. Yes. And you sit between the crew and the coach. Yeah. So... The situation is quite fluid and absolutely, I mean, I think we're probably the hardest critics on ourselves. Oh, I agree 100%. Yep. Yeah, no one's going to be harder on ourselves no. than ourselves. Yeah, so no. we don't need others telling us, do we? But, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, that's spot on. Actually, on, on that, at the uh, at the hottie, the um, head of the area, at, at the, um, the open crews coming down, I went up to the bridge and I stood up on the bridge and there was a whole heap of people on the bridge watching the open crews come down. 
And I don't know if you remember that, the last straight, you will remember the last straight. And, and I certainly did it. And we came around the corner and we we're sort of hugging the corner and we're yep. sort of lining up to the end. And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh shit, we can't go there. There's crews coming down. Then you had to sort of move across in the yep. river a yep. little bit. And it's like, hang on, there's boys there. And you move across a bit yep. more and it looks like you're all over the place. And so I'm up on the bridge and I'm thinking, God, what well, I did a lousy job of that. I'm up on the bridge and I'm watching them all coming down. And there was a bunch of rowers going, what are the coxes doing? I said, trust yep. me, when you're looking at that, you can't see it. Because you're yep. coming around, you're wanting to hug the bank, you're wanting to get the short yep. line through. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> but it's easy yep. to, to criticize if you're not in the position. Oh, of, absolutely. You know. So the same as my stroke, you'll go, don't steer. <laughs> and I go, well, row straight. If you don't want me to steer, <laughs> row straight. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I won't steer. Yeah, won't need to steer like, if you row straight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're rowing yeah. crooked. I wouldn't yeah. have to steer if you rowed straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we better better wind it up. Okay. Um, thanks very much for your time, Jen. Really appreciate oh. it. Hopefully, uh, I might get up to Sydney or if you get down to Melbourne, let's uh, let's catch up. and. I would love to you to come visit us in Sydney. Yeah. That'd be great. Help That'd us be out. Great. Yeah. And, and thank we will... you for the invite. Yeah. No problem at all. And we'll do it again for sure. We'll have we'll Absolutely. think of something else to come up with a chat about. Really Excellent. great. Good on you. All right. Thanks, Wonderful. Jen. Thanks, yeah. guy. Bye. Bye.